is your first time here, welcome. It is great to be here with you. And for those of you who've been listening in, you know that this podcast is all just about just opportunity for me to share some of the things that God's been placing on my heart. I have a passion to speak life to men who might be struggling because uh, you know what? I struggle a lot too. And uh, so sometimes the Lord gives me um, a thought or two to share or a, lot, a thought or two that he shares with me that impacts me and I want to just pass it along. So today I've got two words for you. Just just two words. <laughs> okay, going to be a whole bunch more words. But these two words in particular God gave to me recently and um, I can guarantee that you have never heard these two words together in a sermon before uh, or in a podcast of anything. But uh, they meant a lot to me, and I thought I'd share it to you because they really empowered me in a time when I was I was kind of low. So uh, recently, uh, I had a four-day weekend, and uh, I had been looking forward to this four-day weekend for quite a while. I was just, I had all of these expectations and goals of what I was going to accomplish uh, during the weekend. I was going to rest. I was going to relax. I was going to work on my book that I'm writing. I was going to just, you know, do some things to recuperate and restore my soul. And I was just really excited about it. Turns out none of that happened. (laughs) I got to the weekend and, you know, other things came up. If you're a daddy, (laughs) I think you can probably imagine you know, daddy duty comes up or there's things around the house that needs to be done. You know, there's a honeydew list that comes up, gets longer than you expected. And and beyond just that, there was just some really difficult situations, um, some discipline issues uh, with, with my children that just really sapped me. And um, it came to the last day of my vacation and I was just completely sapped. I was spent. I had given everything and I was tired and I was grumpy and I was, you know, just kind of a self-centered whining, right? And because I, I thought, oh, I didn't get what I wanted out of my little holiday. So I could tell that my my emotional state was kind of starting to spiral down. I, 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 uh, I was just starting to get snappy and grumpy and I was concerned that I was going to you know, if, if, if I let it go, I knew I was going to snap at my children, say something I'd regret later, or, you know, just bark at my wife or, you know, whatever. And, uh, so I said, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. So I, I sat down on the couch and I pulled out my journal and I journaled for a while and I prayed to the Lord and I just asked him, you know, what's going on? How do I get out of this funk? How do I get rid of this, you know, grumpiness that's just like suffocating me right now? I just, and I, and I told him how tired I felt. I, felt, I just wanted to go back to bed. It was in the middle of the morning, but I just, all I could do, all I could think of is, is going back to sleep. And uh, so I journaled for a while and, you know, it didn't help. <laughs> I just felt just as bad afterwards as I did before. And I, and I was just so exhausted. And um, so I, at the end of my journal, the bottom of the page, I just wrote, I think I need a jog. Now, those of you who've been listening, you know I love to jog. I do it often, a couple times a week anyways, and um, I, I enjoy it. It's been a real blessing to me, and it often helps me feel better. And um, and uh, it's just, you know, good good for emotional strength, not just physical. 
So I knew that that's what I needed, but I'll be honest with you, I did not want to at all, right? That there's sometimes I like to go out there, but that day I did, had no desire to walk out the door. I just wanted to go to bed. But I, I essentially just pushed myself out the door, you know, got my tennis shoes on and, and went, went running. And uh, there's this hill behind my house. Um, really grateful to have a, a nice hill to run on because I can get out there in the, you know, in the woods essentially and uh, uh, just cry out to the Lord out loud and, you know, it's no, nobody's around. So um, I love doing that. And I was, and I, as I was jogging, I jogged up the hill and I really was pushing myself. I mean, I just, I felt like I needed just to, you know, physically, you know, max this out. So I was pushing myself up the hill as, as, as basically as fast as I, I could go with these 55 year old legs. And um, I, uh, I got to the top and I was, you know, super tired. And so, but you know, now, now it's downhill, which is fine, but I wasn't even halfway down and I was just, I was spent. Um, the, uh, if, if you are in athletics uh, or running or whatever, you've probably heard the term hitting the wall. And uh, that's exactly what had happened to me. I just hit the wall. I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't run anymore. I just, there was nothing more that I wanted to do, but just stop and walk um, or even sit down. I was just, I had given everything I had to that mountain and I was spent. And that's when God gave me the first word. The word was ketosis. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of that word before, but it just so happens that uh, one of the things I'd been doing that weekend was working with my children in their um, homework uh, reading their science slash fitness book to together with them as we're studying together and and uh, and we had gotten on the chapter of nutrition and um, uh, you know digestion and and uh, all these things uh, glucose and and I learned how uh, glucose is stored in these uh, things called glycogen and glucose is comes from the carbohydrates. Basically, it's the sugar. And this is the fuel that your body burns. It's what your body usually is burning uh, when you're, you know, going around, uh, you know, your day-to-day -day, uh, activities. Your body is burning glucose, if it's burning anything at all. And uh, so it's it just peels the glucose off the glycogen. <laughs> you, you didn't expect to get a fitness lesson out of this, did you? Well, you're going to have to put, bear with me. I, I'm going somewhere with this. So the, the body normally just pulls the glucose off and that's easy to do. It pulls the glucose off the glycogen, burns it, and, and, and that's great. But the problem is, if you are interested in burning fat, then burning glucose isn't going to help you because that's not fat. The fat is the adipose tissue or the, the, the fatty acids um, that's where the glucose is stored long-term. It's like if the, um, uh, well, I'm not going to give too much of an analogy because I'm not a fitness major, but here's the, the deal is when you're in your normal activities, you're only burning glucose, but there comes a point if you're exercising long enough and if you keep going that your body runs out of the glucose and the glycogen and at that point, you'll start burning fat. And that is, at that point, this textbook told us that you, uh, at that point, at that, that junction, that your body will, what the, what the athletes call, hit the wall. And it's where you don't want to go any farther because it's that transition point is difficult. But if you push yourself through, then you'll enter into a state of ketosis, 
where the the ketone bodies, I think they're called, um, are, are active and you start burning fat. And I, there was, I was on that mountain and I had hit the wall and this word comes to my mind and I realize all of a sudden, whoa, I'm in ketosis now. That's cool because that's hard to do. Normally, that's why it's so hard to burn fat is because normally you're just burning glucose. But when you get to the, push yourself all the way to the wall and then push yourself through, then you're starting to burn fat. And I thought to myself, hey, this is great. This is quite an accomplishment. Now, if all I have to do is push myself through this wall and I will start burning fat and I, I'll tell you, I, I've got a few pounds I could lose. So I was kind of excited about that. And that was enough motivation to keep me going. And so I didn't stop. I didn't sit down. I just kept going. And I was just kind of rejoicing that I am in ketosis. <laughs> and that's when God gave me the second word. You see, because as I was just meditating on that word ketosis, it reminded me of another one that I'd learned years ago. And the word is kenosis. There's another word that you may not have heard before, but it's actually a word straight out of the Bible. It comes from Philippians chapter 2. And uh, it comes from a famous passage that I know you'll it'll be familiar to you. And I'm going to read it here. Um, but it's the Greek word for emptying yourself. Let me read the passage. Philippians 2.5 Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, the word for emptying himself, or in the NIV it says he made himself nothing. The word in the Greek is kanao. And so there's this theological term called kenosis, which comes from that word, which basically means it's talking about the doctrine of how Christ, when he became a man, he poured himself out. Uh, he, uh, the word kanao, pouring yourself out, it's, it's like the word for um, a pitcher of ice water. When it's poured out, it's emptied, right? It's, it pours, Jesus poured himself out. He emptied himself. He made himself nothing. He, uh, the, 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 the theological underpinnings of this passage are so deep that I, I couldn't possibly, they've been, you know, debated for hundreds of years and I'm not going to be able to delve deeply into what that possibly meant from a Christological standpoint that Christ Jesus, who was being, who was in the very nature of God, gave up some of that to become a man. And I don't know what that means. But what I know is that it wasn't easy. I know that he had to push himself through a wall, so to speak. And he had to humble himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. Now, all of that just kind of popped in my head as I was running down the hill, and I thought of the word kenosis, and it re I realized that kenosis, just like ketosis, is, an, is where we want to be. Paul said, you need to have this attitude in your own heart, 
that was in the mind of Christ Jesus. Have this mind in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus. So this is not just what Jesus did when he came down to earth, but this is what we are to do, to enter into kenosis. But I'll tell you guys, it's going to require running through a wall because you're going to get to a point in your life, and I got to it that morning, where I had given everything I had. I was working so hard and I had tried everything and I just felt like I was spent and I didn't want to go on. But that moment, I felt like Jesus said, I know how you feel. And I know you feel like you can't go on. But I'll tell you, if you do, you, you, you maybe you need to rest. And that's okay. It's There's time for rest. There's time for naps. But there's also times to push through. And when you do, you will be in a new state of being where if you're pushing yourself physically, you'll be in the ketosis where you're burning fat and getting healthy. And when you push through spiritually, through the spiritual obstacles in your life, you'll get into a state of kenosis where you're emptying yourself. You're becoming less of this grungy self and becoming more of what God has for you. But you got to push yourself through. Oh boy. Guys, when when I, those two words just kind of bounced around in my brain, I just I I started laughing. I did. I just thought this is crazy. But this is so good because this is what I needed that moment. I needed God to remind me that he knows that he's there and that he loves me. And that he's giving me the spirit to give me the power to push through. Ah, guys, there's there's a great joy on the other side of the wall. There is a great delight of pushing through whatever wall, whatever barrier, whatever obstacle is in your way right now. I want to have the, the privilege and honor to pray for you right now and ask God to give you the power to push through. So, Heavenly Father, I come to you right now and I thank you for that silly but stunning little lesson you gave me on the mountain. And I thank you for reminding me that you are the one who pushed through the wall first for me so that I could know you. And so I want to pray for my brothers right now. I pray for the ones who are listening to this, who are, who are have obstacles in their path, barriers that, that just too much for them. Maybe they feel like there's just a cliff in front of them, just no way around or over or through. But Father, I pray that you would give them the strength right now. Just revive them like you did me on the mountain and give them a breath of fresh air, a breeze to just blow into their hearts to let them know that you're with them and that you have, you've got this for them. And so I pray that you would push them through the wall so that they can rejoice on the other side, knowing that they're experiencing fellowship with the Savior who made himself nothing so that he would be exalted to the highest place, so that he would be given the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Amen.